Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Michael. I've got something for you. Okay. Close your eyes. Never ends well. Got them closed? Yeah. Guess what's coming back to TV on Hulu. Keep them closed. Are you ready? Hello. Reboots are symptomatic of a fundamental yeah. lack of originality in Hollywood. Have you no shame? Here's your check for the Animaniacs reboot, you sellouts. It's time for Animaniacs. Go ahead, sing it, because I know you know all the words. You should see our new contracts. Well, it's different, but I bet you got it. All right, guys, there's a lot of pressure on our first lines. Wait, don't. Make sure it's good first. Maybe something reminiscent of the first season? <laughs> 22 years later, and I'm still a knockout. <laughs> it's back. And you are the only 37-year-old that's excited about this. <laughs> One of many. I'm the only 37-year-old who doesn't live in their parents' basement. Excited about this. True. Welcome to Fireproof Your Finances, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duo with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation, I mean, I would talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the, the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Fireproof Your Finances. We are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa. Hello, everyone. So you're finally back. Finally. Yeah. You did one episode without me. Well, according to your daughter, I think she thinks at this point, it's now her show. I'm well aware. I'm surprised she hasn't made herself an IMDb page. That is true. She's very efficient on the computer. But no, I am well aware she thinks that it is now her radio show. Because the other day on the way to school, it was, Mom, can you please put my radio show on? And I go, what radio show? The one that I did with Dad. You know, it's mine, right? And I went, yeah, I don't know how to pull that up on my phone. Yeah, but you do. I do know. I'm going to let her know that you do know. I do know. Not going to happen. She doesn't need her ego. Any bigger than it already is. I do have to give you a compliment. Trying to keep our youngest focused is probably the same challenge you have trying to keep me focused. You now understand why I drink wine. Oh, I think I have nothing to do with that. And when you and him are in the same room, I have to switch over to something harder than that. Oh, har, har, har. <laughs> trying to keep the two of you focused is like hurting cats. So... What are we going to talk about today? I don't know. That was on you. 
I was at work. Well, then all I've got is this. I've tried online dating, but I keep getting catfished. How do I know she's even real? I just wanted to go back to it. Actually, so Animaniacs, I love this era of cartoons. I did too. We actually watched all of the Animaniacs, all of the um, Angry Beavers. My dad, if I could find Angry Beavers on DVD, my dad would be ecstatic. But the humor, it reminds me of Shrek, but probably even cleaner. Correct. But it was funny as a child. It's entertaining as an adult. It's just... It's dry and it's fast and it's witty. Right. Like this. So far, this setup is an exact reenactment of your children's favorite movie. No, just one child's favorite movie. Uh, Series of movies. I'll give you two out of three. He's been watching them at work. Rhymes when, with Schmurassic Park. He's been watching any Jurassic Park he can get his hands on at my office. Mm-hmm. What the second I get back there? Wait till he sees this. Helen, this species of cartoon has been extinct since 1998. I mean, these haven't been seen on TV since the golden era of animation. And, and now he grabs her head just what? like in the movie. I know we've got a little bit older listener group. It's a great show. It's a show you can watch with your kids or grandkids and not be entirely bored. I would honestly argue that a lot of the older cartoons are significantly cleaner than what the kids are watching these days. Well, that's without question. Correct. I still love the Jetsons, which I found on eBay last year. You get the whole series for like 20 bucks. Right. The Jetsons, the kids like Garfield, like mm-hmm. original Garfield and Friends. I will say that the Jetsons, for me, um, watching as an adult, have been far better than the Flintstones. I also got the complete season of the Flintstones. Right. And Heathcliff. Yes. All right, I got to stop. People are going to start judging me. We have every old school cartoon you can think of on oh, DVD. Oh, that's right. I got Met Dennis the Menace. Yes. I forgot about They like that too. Yes. But anyway. All right. On to finance. On to finance. All right. So here's an article that I happened to stumble upon. I don't know if it was actually this article, but it was related to this article. Um, read the the title for me. This is in Business Insider. Capital One bans buy now, pay later transactions on its credit cards. I didn't realize that they had that program. Well, all right. First of all, why do you think that caught my attention? Because most credit cards are buy now, pay later anyway. Yeah, that's what a credit card is. Like, I'm like, they're getting out. Capital One's getting out of the credit card business. What right. is this? This is a different program. Though. It apparently is a different program. So one of the biggest companies that does this is actually called a company, or it's named a firm, um, not like a firm, but A F F I R M. Like affirmative, but just a firm. Yes. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for clearing that up. You're welcome. <laughs> so here's what this buy now, pay later t- is. It's these companies like Affirm, um, 
and they go to the 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 vendor, the seller, and they offer. So let's say you're Neiman Marcus. Okay. They offer, and I found this on their site today. Not that I was shopping on there for any particular, but I was trying to find this. It took me two seconds to find, um, like, just go to buy something, a thousand bucks or more, and you'll get this. You can pay a thousand bucks, or then it says you can. So a firm said, buy this for as low as eighty dollars a month. Right. And I thought, well, this sounds like what I read about, because this buy now, pay later part of their their spiel is it's zero or can be. Zero interest. Okay. Well, how much cooler does that get? I mean, that is nice, but what's the catch? Because there's always a catch. And in theory, there's not a catch in this. In theory, here's what they're doing. They're going to, let's say, Neiman Marcus, and they're saying, we will offer offer your your, uh, consumer, your customers, 0% interest, and they can pay it over, let's say, three months. Okay. Now, that $80 a month, when it said as low as, they added interest to that because it was over 12 months. But the idea was that um, they could offer buyers, purchasers, 0% interest, you know, if you paid it off in two or three months. And I think you sign up for one or the other. I don't think, I didn't dig into it that much because that's not the premise of what I want to talk about today. Um, But it wasn't like... Uh, um, these programs that you have 12 months same as cash and then you don't pay it on the last day and right you know it goes all the way backwards so the question then that I had to dig into I was looking at this last night is how can a third party company still offer zero interest interest free even if it's for only three months I have no idea that's actually a good point for a break there's not a catch to it but I'm going to argue that in the end, the consumer still doesn't benefit, which is odd, but it's a cool argument. Okay. Let's go over that when we come back. Everyone knows I like to focus on quality. And they know I try to rein you in and focus on cost. It's rare to find both top quality and low cost at the same time. Think again. GRMusicLessons.com has a plan for every budget. Owned and operated by Tom Buffum, a Christian music teacher who played for the Grand Rapids Symphony, the Jubal Brass Choir, and graduated from the University of Michigan. He's been giving lessons since before we were born. Go to GRMusicLessons.com. That's GRMusicLessons.com. The ups and downs of the stock market can be exciting, but not if you're near or in retirement. Predictable returns may not be exciting, but your needs tend to change later in life. When you are ready for a relatively more predictable financial plan, call Legacy Financial Network. We focus on crafting effective financial strategies. You can get your adrenaline rush elsewhere. Give our office a call at 855-LF-NETWORK or visit us at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. Welcome, everyone, to segment two of Fireproof Your Finances. We're back. I've been here the whole time. Okay. I don't take weeks off on end like you do. It was one week. It was one time. And I believe the last time we didn't record is because you didn't feel good. Yeah. So don't even. Do not shame me because there are plenty of times where I'm like, so are we doing a radio show? I'm tired. Moving on, we're talking about Capital One. So Capital One bans buy now, pay later transactions, which caught my attention going, uh, that's what a credit card is, Capital One. You buy now and you pay later. 
But what it's really about is these third-party companies, they go to a vendor. We're talking about, like, say, Neiman Marcus. You can fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. And you see this little thing that says, you could purchase this for as little as, in the case this morning, it was as little as $80. Right. I mean, I think I saw that on Express the other day when I was just kind of messing around looking Mm -hmm. at what... I never buy anything full price. I wait for it's like Uber on sale, but... Sure. They probably don't like me for that. So I click on this because of the article, and it gave me three choices. Pay this off over three months, which was zero interest. Six months, it was, I don't know, 10 to 15%. I don't remember. And then 12 months, it was almost 20%. It was egregious, really high. So the question is that we left everyone with was if if even if it's a three-month payment, how does the company afford to make it interest-free? And what is the catch? Right. There isn't a catch. Here's what they do. They go to the Neiman Marcus or the various vendors and they tell them, well, hey, if we can break the payment, you know, over three months. Right. Break it up. Into more manageable chunks. Your consumer will buy more. Yeah. And therefore, if they're going to buy more, you should pay us a commission for getting them to buy more through you. Right. Kind of sounds like a cool idea. Here's the issue. So let's use... Uh, again, there's no reason for this. I don't need to get some hate mail. I don't need to get a cease and desist from the attorney at Neiman Marcus. Well, they're probably too broke to have an attorney anymore anyway. But anyhow. Neiman Marcus, Macy's, all of the big stores do this. Express, whatever. <clears throat> and so they've been used to selling X amount of product, right? Mm-hmm. X dollars worth of product Correct. and getting X and getting Y dollars of profit. Right. Now they're selling, let's say, 120% per customer with this, who uses it, uses it mm-hmm. of X product okay. to get Y dollars of profit. Because they're actually getting, you know, let's say, 120% of Y profit, but here's, I guess you could say catch, but they pay, in this case, a firm, a commission. Correct. So here's what happens. You're going to sell the same. You're going to sell more product, and then what you're going to do is you're going to get um, more revenue. But then that more revenue gets subtracted. The commission gets subtracted from the more revenue. Still leaves you with the same amount. And what business have you ever met who wants to sell more product and make at the either, same amount? I, yeah, at either a lower and then either reduce their margins to do so or net the same end result. Nobody. None. Nobody wants to work harder. So then I thought of this. Well, it's not less money, right? Okay, for fine. The same amount of money. So then I thought, moving a step forward, but the so will the vendor, will the Neiman Marcus, the Macy's or whatever, will they eventually trickle their prices up to basically, uh, you know, here's my thought. If the premise is just, if you can manage it in, in chunks that you'll spend more, it doesn't say you'll buy more. It said you'll spend more. Right. And so if the psychology of this is you'll spend more, why do I have to sell you more? Why don't I just charge you more? Why you not? Could. Maybe. I think it would work. And so if that happens... Well, then right, you have- because, okay, say you have a coat that's $45. Not very many people are going to notice a 45 to a $50 change. Right. And so if you got to pay the commission on it, why not just bump up your prices, trickle them up? Because people are still going to buy that... Again, they're willing to spend more, not buy more, spend more by giving the chunk payment system. Correct. And it's 0% interest. So they feel even better about it from a psychological standpoint. Right. So here's what's neat about that. So then why... Well, actually, then here comes the argument. 
Are consumers dumb enough? I'm not making fun of anyone right now. I'm just being blunt. Are consumers dumb enough to pay more for the same thing? I think because it's spread out over a time frame and people don't notice a $5 jump in clothing like they would a $100 jump in clothing. Yes. What if it? Will. But it could be a $100 jump if they're spending, say, $1,100. Okay, but like you and I don't spend that much time at the mall shopping. Or even online shopping. I'm not going to... I honestly don't know the difference other than I look at something and go, I'm not spending $100 on that pair of jeans. I'll wait. I think in an overarching example, though, it's all about that end number. And again, the idea that people will spend more. It's Again, it's not purchase more. It's spend more. Right. And do consumers show a history of spending more without getting more? And I will argue they do. Right. I'll give you a very easy example. When interest rates go down, historically, what has happened to housing prices? They go up. Do you get any more house for this, more money that you're spending? No, but people are still willing to spend that higher dollar for because, whatever. Because the know, interest the, rate is lower. Yeah, and my payment is the same. Right. You're still spending more. So when we're willing to break the payments up, it changes some of the rationale that you're going to use. Correct. There's another really easy example. What about alcohol? So imagine this. Take a Bud Light, okay? Mm-hmm. Is somebody willing to spend more for a bottle of Bud Light at the Ritz-Carlton than they are the Seaway Motel here in Norton Shores? Yes. Okay. Now, are they willing to spend more for that Bud Light at a restaurant on the water than they are a hole-in-the-wall place Fill in the blank. Yes. Why? Is the Bud Light different? No, it's not. It's the atmosphere. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's cool. That's exactly what economists have said. There's a utility you get from being in that venue, right? Correct. Uh, you know, I, I get a beautiful sunset. I get an awesome... Uh, I was ba- at the country club. Okay, I'm not with you. Not the hole in the wall bar. I'm with you. So could you still be at the... Country club. Why did I just make? I sounded like an eight hundred number there. Yes, you did. <laughs> Call now, country. Okay, this went dark. Anyways, fast. country club. <laughs> I have a whole other article I read, but I'm not bringing it up no. right now. Nope. Just continue with your. Country Couldn't club you go theory. to the country club and not consume the alcohol and still say you were at the country club? Yes. Couldn't you go to the country club? Couldn't you go to the really nice hotel and still have the pleasure of the sunset? Yes. Is it not true that alcohol consumption leads to diminished cognitive abilities? Correct. And as your cognitive, if the joy of drinking that alcohol and spending more is because I get to experience something, as your cognitive abilities diminish, doesn't that mean your remembrance and your memory of that event now becomes less full? And therefore, why on earth would you spend more money for something you're less likely to remember? Ha! It's the ambiance for some people. No. What it means is this. People yes. make stupid choices. It means that eventually it all comes back to the beginning. People are willing to spend more when we break it up. Or Dave Ramsey's argued about this all the time, which I, I, I don't want to bring Ramsey don't, up. No, we don't need that rabbit but hole either. We break it up. It's not buy more. It's spend more. Will people pay the same amount? Or pay more for the same amount. I argued, yes, we can see it in houses. You can see it in beer. 
and therefore eventually what will the vendors do they'll just raise their prices people won't get more and they won't pay interest yet they'll pay more and in the end is it any different but no. pay a, but buy a hundred dollar item but I pay a hundred and twenty or I pay a hundred and twenty dollar item or dollars for a hundred dollar item isn't it the same yeah hmm. so this all started with business insider <laughs> and the idea Capital One was just saying they were no longer going to allow their credit card to be used to pay the monthly installment payments on these other vendors. That's it. That's what this whole thing was about. So I can't go to Neiman Marcus and use my Capital One card to pre You can whatever. go to Neiman Marcus. You can you can use your credit your Capital One card to buy the whatever and pay cash, well not pay cash, whatever. Pay up front. Not pay up front because still buy now pay you can't use the affirm thing for a one-time transaction i can't go through hit my cart and you can't pay for a firm and then pay that 80 dollars a month with my with- capital one card correct correct that's what you can no longer do and it's not because in my humble opinion because capital one they keep calling it risky transactions in here has nothing to do with them looking out for the consumer has to do with two simple facts Seven out of the last eight months, credit card spending has declined. If you read through this article, I'm trying to find it. As well as during this period, the pandemic, as everyone keeps calling it, the use of these, the use of these um, buy now, pay later, the BNPL services has been increasing. No kidding. So credit Capital One specifically saw credit card purchases decline 16% year over year in the second quarter. But the BL, BNPL pulled in a whopping $1 billion just from one company in U.S. sales and guess what? Just November. Just November. Which, duh, it's almost Christmas. Right. Like, come on, that's, that doesn't take a rocket scientist to put two and two together there. This right. is what people do all the time with Christmas. They're just not putting it on a credit card now. They're doing it on something else. Correct. And so cr- cr- Capital One has made it sound altruistic that they're going to no longer do it. You got to be kidding me. They're just trying to protect their market share. Let's take our last break. Then we'll be right back. Everyone knows I like to focus on quality. And they know I try to rein you in and focus on cost. It's rare to find both top quality and low cost at the same time. Think again, grmusiclessons.com has a plan for every budget. Owned and operated by Tom Buffum, a Christian music teacher who played for the Grand Rapids Symphony, the Jubal Brass Choir, and graduated from the University of Michigan. He's been giving lessons since before we were born. Go to grmusiclessons.com. That's grmusiclessons.com. Welcome back, everyone, for the final segment of Fireproof Your Finances. We have talked about Capital One. Mm Mm-hmm. The buy now, pay later, which is, again, what a credit card is by default. Right. We've talked about Animaniacs. And last, here's a company we've brought up before. A company that has over 50% market share in its industry and loses money faster today than it ever has before. Who is it? DoorDash. You're a cheater. I already have it on the screen. I wouldn't have figured that out if you wouldn't have had it on the screen. So so DoorDash uh, has completed their initial public offering. They are now a publicly traded company. Good for them. And what happened to their share prices? They went down. 
No. Nope, they should. They don't. <laughs> Why? They jumped. DoorDash shares priced at $102 for an initial public offering. So this is through Yahoo News. Who knew Yahoo still? Valid. I didn't, I didn't even, even know people still used Yahoo. I had somebody give me a Hotmail email the other day. Really? Yes, I was writing it out. Now, it was an older gentleman, so I'm sure they just never changed it and got the email when email came about. Like, I'm writing, and he says, hotmail.com, and I, like, stuttered, and he goes, I know. You know what I want? <laughs> if anyone is listening who still has an email address through prodigy.com. <laughs> Please tweet us. I don't even think it exists because I tried to go to Prodigy, and uh, there's nothing there now. So I went through GoDaddy and it said it's not available but might be available. And hmm. then like you can pay him $69 to try to broker the sale. Nope. I, I paid the $69. Michael. And so I get this guy and he calls me. He's like, so you want to buy Prodigy? I'm like, yeah, this would be cool. He's like, what do you want to do with it? I'm like, I don't know, but I had it growing up. I want it. It just seemed really cool. And then he probably went and. He's like, so how nope. much you want to spend? And I'm like, I don't know, three, four. And he's like. Okay, we might be able to work with that. Three, four million? I, I meant $100. I don't even know what he thought I meant. Once he realized I meant 300 or 400 Yeah, he probably should have hung up before he even asked you. <laughs> should have done a Google search like, this guy's a moron. Yeah, I'm not talking to him. Ever started Prodigy was probably like, what is this Yahoo It's doing? a defunct site now. There's nothing there. I was trying to bail right, him out. They're probably losing money. Whatever. I was trying to help him out. I was going to give him a an MM anyway, loan. Not back a PPP. To not back. a PPP loan, but an MM. Back. <laughs> Michael Markey loan. <laughs> We're not right. Uh, so, so DoorDash, DoorDash prices stock. opens at 102. And then on Wednesday, it jumps more than 80% out of the gate, ending the formal trading day at 189. Who would have thought we should have invested in that? Well, first of all, you couldn't have invested in that. Well, I guess we could have. But, you know, the point is, yes, a lot of IPOs bounce out of the gate. But there's a whole lot. There's also quite a few that don't. And it also doesn't mean it's going to stay profitable from here. It also, if somebody's looking to go, oh, look, it made all this money. Why is it? That so many people will read something like that and go, DoorDash is up 80%. And they will buy tomorrow because it's up 80%. What Because on they earth don't you understand the stock market. They don't understand it and they're looking for a get-rich-quick thing. It's like the same people that sign up for the... Heavens to Betsy, what are they all? The lip sense, lip gloss pyramid scheme thing. The fingernail pyramid scheme thing. It's like buy all this stuff and try and sell it yet... Everybody's buying all this stuff and trying to sell it on their Facebook page, so nobody buys it. I think the people who do that, and some of you are listening, you are hardworking people who have an entrepreneurial spirit, and I think the right way to call it is multi-level marketing. I am not systematically against your entrepreneurial efforts, like as is my wife. Pyramid scheme. And on that note, <laughs> do you know how much hate mail you're going to get on Twitter? I... Honey, they all die out. The lip sense thing is no longer around. The I don't even know what the nail thing was called. Your sister did it for a while. No longer around. There's some eyelash thing on there. No longer around. It was great for six months and then it died. What about Amway? That's still around. Yeah, Amway doesn't have a good reputation though. Yes, they do. Not really. I, I disagree. A lot of negative stuff about it. But well, anyway. just because you're a negative person. 
I didn't say anything bad about it. My parents were in Amway, probably the same time your parents were. Do you know what's great about this conversation? What? You right now, for the first time in our marriage, you've got the shovel. I'm normally the one digging, 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 and now you're like halfway to China. Difference is somebody can send me hate mail. A, I'm probably not going to read it, and B, I really don't care. There's the <laughs> attitude we love. Doesn't hurt my feelings at all. All right. Anyway, idea with DoorDash and any of these is just because it's jumped doesn't mean now's the time to get in. Well, it's Sometimes like- you miss the boat. This was probably one of them. Correct. There's so many things that jump right out the gate. What you should have gotten into was Amazon when nobody believed in it back in the day, and then it slowly creeped up. Well, I guess you should have gotten Yahoo, too. Yahoo was a, a huge one, and then, you know, they peaked in, I think, 1999. Do not, however, invest in Facebook right now. Yeah. Facebook looks like it's going to get broken up. They going down. Mm-hmm. Mr. Zuckerberg's $5 bazillion you know what I happen- is going to sink. It won't work like that. You know what I hope happens, though, in the tech breakup with Facebook? What? I hope one new company is called Face and one new company is called Book. That's how I would break them up. <laughs> We've got Face, Inc. and Book. That's how it should be done. Touche. Imagine that. Yes. On that note, that's all the time we have for today. It's been fun. It's been real. This has been another episode of Fireproof Your Finances. We are your hosts. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Finances with Michael and Vanessa Markey. Want to listen to past shows or get in touch with Michael or Vanessa? Head over to twitter.com slash fireproofshow or go to fireproofradio.net. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.